You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Hello, everybody. We are, it's October and we're sat outside after just having brunch together. We've got lovely Skylark with us, um, who's joined us to... uh, record this podcast Skylark is a pony we also obviously have Kate hello Nick Nick hello and the fabulous Maisie hiya um, so we're at Maisie's yard today and we've been working with Spirit we haven't been working with Skylark but this is our um, this is our working with Skylark is yeah. we're recording a podcast with Skylark just being around us and l- Maisie Talk us about why we thought this was a good idea to do this. So Skylark has a long-standing history of health issues, mainly around her skin. She has sweet itch, and although I haven't yet had her allergy tested, she was diagnosed as atopic, so basically could be generally allergic to 20-plus things in the environment, possibly. Um, So... She's, we're always still doing detective work to try and work out the right approach to her skin issues. But in the process of vet visits and her latest treatment, which is a vaccination to try and help with the sweet itch, um, her association with other people handling her has become worse and worse Mm. and worse. So now she's at the point where she comes to say hello and then her demeanour will change and you see those anxiety levels rise. Yeah. Um, So this is really valuable and this is what really she needs more of, Mm. just hanging out and nothing expected of her. Yeah, so it's her choice to come up to us and... And which she is doing. I mean, we have got some some tasty treats out yeah. and around, um, but it's her choice to come to us, and it's her choice to interact, and it's her choice to move away. And I think the problem is that that's not happened in the past. Mm. So she's completely secure with you and Bill, who see her all the time. But when strangers come in, it, she associates that with trust coming out of her bank account. Exactly. Um, and. So she's already on guard, she's already put her defences up, she's already expecting stuff to happen to her that she has no choice or control over, which is um, part of the history of her health and the needs of that uh, that's had to be done. And it's Mm. so hard because... So it's really lovely that we're able to just chill out with her today and that she doesn't have any... We don't have any expectations and... She doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to do. This is often something I find quite um, a challenge sometimes it, from a professional sense when you're working with clients because, especially with behavioural stuff, a lot of the work is actually very passive mm-hmm. <laughs> of what you're trying to do. It's not doing, it's not, it's not in there, you know, amending stuff or modifying, but it's kind of, okay, we just need to sit back yeah. and let them... Um, come to us and it is it's sometimes really hard for people to get their head around the fact that this is the work sitting in this together do you know it's really interesting because me and Maisie were recently on a CPD about canine handling for dogs because we're seeing more and more reactive dogs more and more dogs with handling issues due to COVID and not socialization properly and also people having dogs are not really understanding how complex the dogs can be and 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 stuff and one of the trainers and behaviorists there said exactly that didn't she Mm. she said sometimes you come to you bring your dog to she's got like a secure field and we just watch them we just sit and we just watch Mm. them and and the clients are like well well what do you mean and we just we're just going to sit and we're just going to (laughs) observe your dog and I think from a um from you from a professional point of view Mm. that's really fascinating really interesting and I'm really interested in it too from a client perspective, so from the consumer on the other end, yeah. when you're paying yes. for somebody to come in, 
and then that can be quite frustrating. And I so, think there's pressure. Like yeah. when I first started out, there was pressure on, I felt the pressure to be doing something mm. because they're paying money. Yeah. So I, I need to give them something. And I think as I've got more confident, it's easier to kind of explain why you're not doing things, like why we're doing these yes, passive things definitely. and stuff. But I think it can be quite... Um, because usually a horsey person, if they get um, a trainer or, um, you know, someone in to help with their horse, they're expecting something to be done. Mm -hmm. And actually managing those expectations are really important from a professional point of view is I'm very clear from the first conversation on the phone is those expectations are set then because it's happened before when I hadn't done it that way and then I've gone in mm. and then they're just like not they expect me to have you know yeah be lunging suppose, their yeah, horse and stuff yeah. and it's like no that's not quite how we work more exaggerated with horses though isn't it because you're going too often people don't live with their horses mm. yeah yeah and so it's even more of a doing mm. Um, You've got a set amount of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People I go have and that do two the hours at the end yeah. of the day or an hour yeah. at the mm. beginning of the day. Whereas with dogs and cats at home, yeah, that's a little bit um, more of a grey area. And it's like it's it it almost causes more of a problem mm. because it is that whole thing of as soon as your car they hear your car, it's mm. like oh, mum's mm. here. Mm. What are we doing? They're, they're already yeah. at that that space, aren't they? And or worrying, or you know, however, whatever it triggers within the horse, you're already there. And even explaining that concept to people, mm. <laughs> you know, saying, "Well, hang on, a minute, we need to look at it before you even arrive here." You know, oh, the oh, that's too big setup. I'll just get her a shorter cone to rub on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole um, setup. We have to make sure it's really good yeah yeah no I get it how does that work with conquest do you find that the conquest horses because there's so many different people there all the time doing so many different things do you Sorry. find that they recognize when the vet comes do they recognize when it's the trimmer do they recognize rum definitely knows Clive no doubt about mm. it and I should imagine yours know oh, Catherine they all know Catherine yeah so, so well. they they completely recognize what he's there for what he's going to do mm -hmm. so there's definitely that and I presume with all the veterinary stuff that you guys have been doing then that which actually was really good that we've been doing that too mm. but that Spirit and Skylark will recognize Tessa yeah. so they understand the vet mm. that comes in so do your guys understand the trimmer and the vet yeah I mean <clears throat> Yes and no. It's kind of hard to tell, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's so much going on all the time. Mm. And to be honest, you know, because we've put so much time and effort into encouraging the horses to just be horses in the barn in between sessions and kind of not worry about what we're doing which is lovely they're at the point where they do that now um sometimes they won't notice because it's not Nigel won't go in to get them cars are turning up all the time yeah. it's very difficult I yeah. mean they used to know our vet when they were in stables they they absolutely knew the farrier the vet everything because you yeah. would see them react but now that they're in the barn and the way that they they're they're managed it, it's slightly different and they mm. don't seem to no, I don't, I, you know and also you know our trimmer's great and you know has has been doing them for a long time but I bet they do recognize him then yeah 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 no they just, yeah they yeah. will recognize him but what I'm saying is because they're doing their own thing and there's lots of things going on they don't necessarily don't notice, notice so when much. he turns up they don't yes. go oh that's yeah that's the trimmer but when they're led out there then they'll yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. on their way but there's you know it's 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 not as easy for them to see either when they're in the barn so but what we do with training is we um I've started, now I don't know, actually Maisie, I'd be really interested on your opinion on this because I there's pros and cons um, with doing it this way and I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it yet. But I've started, and you've started Nick, to put uh, use a, an elastic and a bright elastic that when we're going to train, we put this around the neck to say it's training it's time. It's like an elastic loop, doing. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like a kid's, you know, you used to do elastics. No. no. No, why does no one else do elastics? Because <laughs> you're just You have two people and you had elastics around your ankles no. and someone's no. inside jumping doing the... 
No. Why does no one know that? My like God. cat's cradle type. Yeah, but we but used skipping ropes, yeah. not elastic. <laughs> oh my God, I used to love elastics. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it's, it's my daughter, um, my stepdaughters. But anyway, um, that, which has I found has been really good because mm. as soon as you put that on, the horses all come straight down to the arena. Whereas, because they think it's tra- they know it's training, because yeah. they know it's, it's training, because the there's so many positive associations mm. with this elastic now, mm. which is really really good. But my slight concern is that when you go in with that elastic already. Where do you start the training session? Because mm. you're going in and you're putting that elastic on, so that's saying the training session. But we've still got to get down to the arena, and you know, if I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to start anything till I'm down there, and then all the stuff that's happened in between me going into that stable, getting down to the arena, that is all training in the horse's head. Could you head. not put it on when they're in the stable? The elastic. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. But so that's your start button then. Yeah, but ideally, sometimes you don't want to start training from there. I see what you mean. Sometimes you want it to be, you want to be working on something, which means you don't want to, like, mess, like, do, you know, if it's about walking down, for example, and you're doing training on, okay, can you walk nicely for me? Can you walk and relax? Then that would be a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, but Mm. that you always have to do that before you start. Mm. And sometimes I don't want to do that whether it's better to actually put the elastic on in the arena yeah exactly yeah. and also use um so there's a really clear starting point because i think that that's what can get confusing my for... only thing my only thing to put put in that would be so some of th- when they all love the training so when they've got the elastic thing around them around their neck that sounds awful everybody knows what we mean it's like a scarf kind of thing yeah yeah so when they've got that on there that's a signal to them that it's training but if they don't have that on there and they're just going down for their school work their work they don't quite enjoy it as much so it could be that then that you that you cause anxiety maybe and frustration because you're walking them down to the barn and they don't know whether it's training or they don't know whether it's work. Yeah, and these are all the like the really mm. tiny nuances that we have yeah. to work around. Like think about stuff like that. And also, you know, if they like the training, when we put on the um you know, the elastic, are we going straight to it's training and they're immediately up a little bit. But then But maybe that needs to be um approached anyway how excited they are about the yes training. exactly mm. yeah so it is still more congruent to put the elastic on at the very start isn't it yeah and then slow the training another yeah. reason why mm. um this is obviously all within a business setting if you have your own mm. horse it's a lot easier <laughs> but um there are so many people around on the yard mm. so if i get a horse and i start training there I have people everywhere. There's so much going on in the environment. So I see so many distractions. So it's a very, very, it's a very difficult setup, I think, for a horse yeah, to be dealing so with all hard. of that that's I don't, going on. There must be a way around it because I think, I, I, I can see exactly what you want to do, but I think it would be such a shame for them to go, oh, we're training, oh, we're training, and then they get in the in the school and go, Oh, it's a you know, it's a lesson. I just well, think a, it would be nice to way, know but in a what way, they're being pulled out for. Yes, but also in a way, it does help us to kind of keep up that motivation because when they're going to the arena, we're like, oh, it might be training, oh, it might be a ride, oh, it might be um, a walkout, a forage, yeah. you know. So we're keeping it really different. Yeah. So that could encourage that behavior of going down but it's it's like okay well can i just get into the horse's head and ask them do you know what they think i'm gonna have to work this out because um i was chatting with roz who's canine behaviorist friend of mine and she was saying because we're going to do some work with cricket my dog and i don't know whether it's the same with horses but you guys might know or you might know who we can ask to find out so we want to do we're going to try and do some some tracking work with cricket some Mm -hmm. sniffer work just to keep her because she, she's massive prey drive, likes chasing things. We've had a few incidences and we need to give her something that 
is quite an independent thing. So tracking is kind of yeah. laying sense is quite a, a good thing for her to do because it keeps her brain engaged. Mm. She's moving all the time. So she said something interestingly to me the other day. So her dog, she does tracking with her dog. So she said, we will hire the secure field that's near us and we will have a play session first and then we will do some work because the play session first will set her up to be able to concentrate more on her work. And I was like, oh, that kind of threw me a little bit because I thought it would be the other way around. We'd do the training session first and then but that we'll let kind, her play But that kind afterwards. of makes sense to me because of okay, cricket well good. being, you know, cricket and you get out and cricket goes, okay, we're here, we're excited, da, da, da. Yeah. You know, and kind of letting her dissipate all that energy, energy and stuff, I think sometimes... But it wasn't about an individual thing. It, there was a reason for it and it was about consolidating learning. So, so I yeah, again, I agree with you. Is it because cricket's quite ADHD as, a, yeah. as an animal and she needs to like get get that out so that you can get some focus out of her and that's what I thought but no it's not it's about consolidating learning she said that you learn better after play than before play so I'm just wondering whether that could work with the horses so maybe well, you do a play session first and then as in a training session and then they do their work so I'm presuming that is because in <clears throat> play there's lots of like serotonin that's released and there's yeah, lots of yeah, physiological yeah. responses, isn't there? And feel good, which can I, we know in humans, the more serotonin and oxytocin that there is, it is um, for autistic kids, for example, you up those levels to kind of help clear the head, the sensory overload, yes, which yeah. then makes it more focused to be able to learn. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm just a thought. I wonder, I, I wonder, I don't know whether it would work, whether you give them, whether, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm completely saying something that doesn't make any sense, but whether but you it, train but, but with them first. that's training in itself with horses. It's slightly difficult because you'd almost have to train them to play because dogs are so much... <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, it's but if they innate, enjoy the training, so you, so what I'm trying to say is, if they enjoy the training that much, you could do the training first, mm. and then they finish with their lesson, which they're not so keen on, but they've kind of had. There's a really nice bit. Mm. Do you know? Do you see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it could work, but it's just a. Well, yes. See, there's that, and I totally get that. So that is one way of looking at it. The other way you could look at it is that then that becomes the whole training becomes poison because they yeah associate with less. Yeah. This is the difficulty of doing. Like there's so yeah. So many we're training now, and then at the end we're going to give you something you don't really like doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which then, is not what you do with cricket. You just do the scent work, which yeah. you would enjoy. Yeah, and I, I, get I it. mean, it's not you know, it is not. Um, we are as positive we can be. We are oh, unless and not aversive. You know, mm. we really try not to be aversive and mm. make the sessions good possible. But we will never get away from the fact that if you have someone riding a horse in a riding school, yeah, it you know, in in our setting, um, we're on a lead rope, that it's it's hard. It's I wonder not if you could sandwich it. Work. But then I think again, it murdered. Merks the edges. And also, we're in a business, so it's very difficult to kind of go, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, I'm just going to do training on either side of that lesson. And yeah, that, do you know, know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. So maybe it needs to be just a completely clear, separate thing. Mm -hmm. Because then it doesn't, it doesn't cause them anxiety. Or... Well, I mean, one thing that um, is going to change, which I think will be quite helpful, is that we're getting an outdoor, beside our, we've got a big 40 by 60, a bit of a sore subject. Yeah, it's a bit of a sore subject. <laughs> we have, at the moment, we have an outdoor <laughs> arena that's on the side of our big indoor arena, and we're having a roof built over it, hopefully, if they come back. <laughs> because at the moment, we've one just got day. big holes in our <laughs> arena, and no one coming back to do the work, um, which is often the case that seems to happen for us. Anyway. Um, so we could also start using the outdoor arena, but also um, there's going to be a tie-up place down there so that we don't have to walk the horses all the way down each time. So we can actually take them from lessons from being either tied up or loose in the outdoor arena. Mm. So, you know, we can bring that into it and mix it up a little bit maybe. And, you know, that's the get into a routine of well everybody always goes down to the outdoor arena before to get tacked up or whatever before but sometimes you're training and sometimes you're not yeah it's such a hard one isn't it <coughs> it's, it's really difficult mm. you got any thoughts Maisie? Mm, just 
just mulling it over. Help. <laughs> Help. Help. This is the new It's a really tricky one. It's, but the thing is, you do you get over one issue and then you come up with another and another. Mm. And you know, it's just like trying to work out I think it's things. one where you need to write it down and write out different scenarios. Yeah. And then test them. Yeah. Mm. Really. Yeah, it's very true. And also, you know, the individual horses as well. Because yeah. it will work for one and it might not work yeah. for another. And, and their history. And then... You know, it is, um, yeah, it's a challenge. <laughs> challenge and a half, I tell you that for sure. But you'll you know, get there. We'll get there. But also, you know, it's within the business setting, doing work like this, luckily, because everybody is trained and our boss and stuff understands about behaviour, they get the fact that actually, oh, I'm just training and I'm just sat down with a horse. <laughs> Don't look like I'm doing anything. But yeah. luckily, for a lot of paces, you know, it's back. It's yeah, like you should you be doing something. It's like, but I, there's loads mm. in what I'm doing. Mm. But yeah, they just there don't realise it. But that's about education and, and, you know, letting other people know we what used you're to doing have that at the donkey sanctuary with the mule with with any of the training but especially with training the mules yeah um if someone was training the mules that was basically a given that they had as much time as they needed yeah um, and why is that explain to me about the mule oh i love mules <laughs> <laughs> um so they are complex characters mm -hmm. um and that's a huge label which is unfair for me to just splat a great big label over mules um good girl larky um because of having the donkey the, the mm. blend of donkey and horse mm. so donkey is very much with with your fight and flight responses donkey is very much more um more they've got more of a fight mm. instinct and the horse has more of a more of the flight and so mules you will find that <laughs> all right Lark, lark's just investigating everybody it's right really sweet um she very she always comes to people's faces yeah it was yeah. really nice <laughs> yeah. it was a really nice little nose thing there yeah it's my Aww. bottle um, so again, so then with mules, you will often get this kind of crazy combination of the two. So, so they, do they get conflicted between it? Do you think? Yeah. You know? What What was quite characteristic was you you might have like a long freeze, but then an explosive flight. Mm. Okay. Um, and so. With their escape and avoidance behaviours. Good girl, you're going to be nice to Hillary. Hillary the cat is on my lap and Skylark's smelling her. So, <laughs> I think you should be able to hear Skylark on the podcast. Yeah, they breathing. will be able to hear her breathing. Well done. <laughs> um, so, I think because... Yeah, she can smell the carrots under the coffee sh table. What shall I do with those? Maybe just put a few out for her to find. Because <laughs> she keeps coming back to it. I thought it was me. Yeah. <laughs> don't have any, darling. Lucky. Go round. Not through. Let me see. There we go. Brilliant. And then... Um, I'll put the carrots in my car so that then there's not... Oh, cool. Thank you. All right. Um, so, mules. Um, a lot of mules are misunderstood because they're so clever. Mm. Um, and they really seem to remember anything traumatic mm. and that becomes a really difficult thing to mm. work through. And so because of the donkey sanctuary taking in mm. um, relinquishments, a lot of the mules that they would get are ones that have come from a very checkered past. Yeah. So what we found was even more highlighted with mules is needing to have one-on-one, -on -one, get to know one handler first um, and do training with that one. Larky looks a bit worried. Um, 
So there's a thing about food with Skylark, isn't there, too? Mm. And attention. She will get into something, but then she looks at the others mm. with this anxiety. Mm. Um, and this is nice because I think she's self-regulating yeah. after yeah. a while. Yeah. And then Absolutely. starts to look for things again. Um, I've lost my track. Mules, <laughs> we were talking about. Yeah, that they stick so to one person in the beginning of the training. Just, yeah. You start with so, one person. Um, it's very. It's just the same as with any other traumatized mm. equine, really. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed to be more exaggerated with the mm. mules, mm. and so they. Um, Are mules popular in the UK? Not massively. No, it's interesting that the Donkey Sanctuary... Did they come from the UK? I suppose they come from all some over. Some of them come from Ireland. Right, okay. And some come from the UK. Mm. Um, and that's another reason why you get all shapes and sizes, but yeah. they're not like... Mostly, they're not like your giant, magnificent mules that you would find in mm. America, because a lot of the time, they're accidents. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Is, is it the same as with donkeys in Ireland? I know you get, like, tax relief for having a donkey, hence why... Do you? Yes. Yeah, that's why so many donkeys come from <clears throat> Ireland, because people get them, because there's some kind of ta old tax relief that it's, you can get. Yeah, it's some old um, kind of folklore-type thing. Oh, yeah. Female do donkeys are lucky, or it might be the other way around. Mm. Oh, OK. Um, I think I could be completely wrong with that. Mm. Um, but that means that then a lot of them, because obviously racehorses are so mm. popular in Ireland, yeah. so you'll get a donkey on this random yard, yeah. on this yard, a random donkey on a yard that yeah. um, gets in with the horses. And, oh, and that's how the mules have. Yeah. <coughs> so, okay, I get it. Um, Gosh. <laughs> I never knew that. That's yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, mules are so much more po like there's so many more mules than we realise. It's only because they're not common in the UK. No, exactly. Um, They've got a um, maverick out in um, connection Spain. training. Yeah, they? out in um, I can never say it. Cortijo de Segura, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Positive horse training, Spain. That's it. Uh, yeah, they've got a mule, and I would have, I would have gladly taken him back to conquest mm. if I could have, because he was just, he was, he, he was one of those that you just knew is up to not, like oh. no, get always in mischief and stuff. Yeah, and cheeky chap. Yeah, cheeky chap. Yeah. And there's another mule. What's that mule on Facebook that does dressage and stuff? Wallace. He was at the farm that I knew Wallace. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So um, again, he's kind of. In the minority of really big ones, yeah, there. Um, yeah. and lovely, lovely chap. Aww. So I didn't again because we we would kind of get allocated certain ones that we would work with. I wasn't one of the ones doing any training with Wallace. Right. Okay. I did know him. Aww. So you would have you would be assigned a couple of mules, yeah, and they'll be like your guys that you with. go in and yeah. you do work with. How lovely. Um, and it was the same with the donkeys. Um, and with the mules, are you doing the same with the behaviour work at the sanctuary? Were you preparing them to see if you could rehome them eventually? Or was Some it of them, so, yeah. yeah. So, again, it really depends on whether they think that those individuals yeah. are rehomeable. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it just happened that the farm that I was on was the largest it's kind of the most set up for mules yeah um and at the time when i was there there was usually roughly around 150 mules and 150 donkeys wow so and we've been doing some veterinary work with spirit today <clears throat> in preparation would you do veterinary work with the donkeys and the mules yeah in pre for prep yeah yeah? yeah yeah you did a lot of prep. um so Again, there's more that, that you could do, but it's a bit like you with Conquest, where there it is difficult. Um, yes. When there's, there's so many yeah. to do that training on a so wide scale. So it would usually be more if there was an issue, mm, like yeah. with Spirit being fearful of the vet. But also, um, this is a whole other topic, um, On the we, we got a squeeze chute, 
um, that's a bit like stocks but designed um, with designs from Temple Grandin. Yeah, I was going to say, was it yeah. like her cow, mm. yeah. cow processing? Um, and stock. this came in when I first started working there, there wasn't that. Um, and Ben Hart would come and do a lot of training with us and he talked us through the correct approach with this squeeze chute. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that they, it's a certain shape as well that's all designed to be less traumatic for them to walk through. Yeah. Um, and so they would walk through this kind of curvy chute and then you get to a bit where it's got padded walls essentially yeah. and you slowly take it in. Okay. Um, so it's very gently squeezing them yeah yeah um and there's netting up above so that if they were if they were panicky and they went up rather than bash their head on something they just feel a tiny bit of netting okay um and the idea is that squeezing sensation does release endorphins yes and they use that with autistic children yeah. so rolling up in the mats tight squeezes yeah. they often have weighted blankets don't they yeah and they that's sleep. where temple grandin kind of got it from because yeah. being autistic mm. herself i know she had her own kind when she designed herself when she was at uni yeah. didn't she which they actually took off her because they thought it was a, a sex machine oh at first God. yeah they took it off her oh. for a bit yeah it's very sad um, but it was a long time ago but then she went on to design design these squeeze machines for all the um abattoirs in, <coughs> America. in America yeah yeah so, so did and did you I mean I've never used one and, and what did you think it seemed very good yeah yeah um so at um at that farm we had various different heights as well that you would set it up for at, a, at for different we had like Shetland sized mules yeah right up to bigger ones and there was little windows that you could open up for where you needed to handle on them. Oh, okay, that's clever. Yeah. So and they'd walk in by themselves or they'd walk in with you, with a handler? They would walk in. So, again, this is where, again, it might be different now yeah. and more training could be done. Yeah. Because initially there was still herding involved. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you they'd kind round of them up to make and them herd. go yeah. in, don't you? Yeah. And so, say for weighing, yeah. you'd have each group would be... Mm. Um, sort of funneled in and they'd be basically waiting in a queue yeah mm. um and it becomes very normal to them um but i'm sure there's ways that it could be even you could train it less mm. aversive yeah they become habituated to yeah. it i suppose a bit i mean you see the cows going into their stocks yeah. for tb testing don't you and they're all they're all lined up and they're in like a squeeze chute mm. i expect yeah. your mule one was probably a yeah. lot nicer but um but the interesting thing um, is that, obviously, you don't want to take advantage of it, but um, I seem to remember that because of that release of endorphins, for sort of 10 to 15 minutes afterwards, that particular mule would be a little bit more handleable. Yeah. Okay. So you'd let them out, and you could do a tiny bit with them. Yeah. Um, That's interesting, yeah. isn't it? So it's a bit of a, a set-up. <laughs> <laughs> to a training session. I was going to say, I wonder how much one of those shoots cost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Conquest, right, that's it. That's what we're doing now, horses. <laughs> yeah. shoot. And, and then, then you train. change your training arena and yeah. then you into your school and you do your work. Yeah. But you think about it, I guess if, if it feels good and they get these endorphins for it, then, then maybe it wouldn't be that hard to train them for to sure. go into it. Yeah, know, yeah, it definitely. rewarding. Hi, Skylark. Hello, Poppet. Um... And so, yeah, so we've been working this morning with... Um, is she all right to lick yeah, that? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm just giving her... <laughs> no, that's bit, fine. The, Cause I think because she could it. smell it, so the carrots on the board. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we've been working yeah. with... Oh, Ash. Oh, Ash. Oh. Oh. We've been working Sorry. with Spirit this morning because Spirit's got the vet coming on Friday to... Um, Do dentistry. Yeah, so we've all been playing the role of the vet today which has been fun. We've been in our overalls and our alcohol spray, which we're all very used to now, and our um, gloves, gloves. And, and pretend needles. And that's gone really well, actually, it hasn't has, it? Spirit's yeah. done really... Well, you've been doing amazing with the chin targeting. So, yeah, Are you going to be putting uh, your videos 
up, you're, they're up on your Facebook. I know some of them already, but like all the way through because. Um, I will do. Yeah, because yeah. it's Maisie Wake your yeah your page. So Maisie Wake, if you want, if you are looking to train your horse <laughs> for injections, <laughs> I really suggest that you Aww. come and check Maisie's page out. Mm. Cause she's got some awesome, awesome mm. stuff on there. I think um, Skylark's vaccination training is on YouTube. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think I shared that one, yeah. actually. Yeah, it was I really think it nice. is on YouTube. I think it's also on our Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got some chin targeting on our Patreon um, as well, which you've been working on for that whole... So can you sort of just explain to um, our listeners what you are aiming for for Friday for the when the vet comes what's the plan with spirit so the plan is i've taken spirit away from any sort of restraint um and i want to be able to have her intravenously injected with sedation for dentistry but through protective contact so we have this setup where it's um it's like a triangle of cones, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So we've got three cones, and um, and then I've got hazard tape between them. So it's like an open box, really. Mm -hmm. um, and she can come and go in there as she wants. Um, but because that's such a clear environmental cue for the session, yeah. usually as soon as it's up, she comes mm -hmm. and stands in place. Mm -hmm. um, and... What's nice about this um, box is that if she goes into a neutral position um, in the corner, then I can ask for her hip either side and then she can come against one of the other sides for any work on her body. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I was. this is a bit of a tangent... But I was wondering about, I've got a friend who's also a physio student, because I'm a physio, animal physio student, who's coming to massage my guys on Thursday. And I was wondering about Spirit having a very gentle massage treatment in her own time with protective contact. Yeah, I think that's a really good yeah. idea. Yeah. So again, it means that Spirit knows that this is, it's, a space where she can be free to move mm -hmm. away um, but there will be any kind of there, there it doesn't matter it's any sort of mm. is this Sarah yeah. <clears throat> so can I suggest though that she comes next week as well yeah because because you've got the vet coming Friday yeah so she's coming Thursday it's so don't do too much yeah, on I know. Thursday. Normally, I like to have yeah, a day, but but um, because yeah. it will be, you know, otherwise it could just be too overload. But, at least but it then won't be injection training. It, it won't be. But then the yeah. following week, maybe the following Thursday, yeah. so mm. give her a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Then she comes back, and yeah. uh, so that so what happens is that spirit doesn't see it as a pattern yeah. either. Yeah. But it's something, and maybe can keep that regular. If, she, if Sarah can keep that up because I think that would be really positive for spirit yeah. and Sarah because Sarah I, I've tutor Sarah sometimes too and she was on with me with for a day a couple of weeks ago and we had a really tricky horse who was very sensitive to touch and poor Sarah I was training another student getting her ready for her exams so I was timing the other student on another horse and these are all competition horses and they're all big and I kind of left Sarah with this grey who was really quite difficult, really. But because her touch is very... She's very good at tuning in with her touch. As where Some students are like, you will stand there and I will, you know, do this and I will do that. But Sarah's not like that at all. She's she can lovely, quiet energy. Completely adapted to, to Nelly. Yeah. And um, she kept saying, I don't know whether... I said, you're doing really well because Nelly is kind of sometimes quite bolshy and you're actually really... Bringing him down, Spirit so so it was uh, it was really good. So yeah, I would that would be my thing is just if she comes this week, great, but get her to come next week as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally, <clears throat> I like to do that sort of thing. Usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to the training. The idea is to be able to. She's got a very. She's splashing the water right now. It's really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> she. Um, she really likes to play with water and I can't have any loose 
um, water in tubs usually because she, she just She'll pick it up. flings yeah. it around and splashes it. Um, the first place that I used to keep them, she there was a stream and Spirit was always in the stream, Aww. splashing and playing and eating the pond weed, all the weeds in the stream. Oh, that's gorgeous. So, um, so she's got a really good solid chin target that she's mm. learnt so with me the same side I've experimented with being either side mm -hmm. and I think spirit knows where she is more with both humans being on the same side mm -hmm. okay yeah so even though it means that oh lovely dragonfly that was almost um, went to my face <laughs> it's huge oh, amazing um even though it means that the person doing stuff is slightly blocked mm. which pros and cons for that mm. yeah um she seems more comfortable with me doing chin target on the same side so i'm at her side and i just cup my hand and say chin and she puts her chin into my hand and stays there really really well it was one of those things that you start to teach and you just know that you're onto something that seems so natural to mm. that particular individual. Yeah. Um, so she got it really quickly when I first started to teach it. Um, and now it's building in um, various different things happening whilst that chin target's going on. Have you done anything else with the chin target? Any other behaviours or only the injection training with the chin so far um only touch a little bit of touch oh yeah cool. i say only but that's a really big, big deal for her. for her yeah um so again she seems to need to be told that someone's about to touch her mm -hmm. um and then she's prepared for it um and you can go ahead with um someone touching her yeah um but we've gone very carefully with that because we, I don't want her to feel like she's stuck there on mm. a chin target when another behaviour is actually getting dangerously close to over threshold. Mm. So it's something that I think you need to train You've really carefully. you got to really yeah, stay under and not push it too far yeah. too soon. And I really like the fact that, so what do you, how do you let her know if, when you were doing the body targeting and stuff, how do you let her know that that's happening or with the injection? Um, are you giving a cue so that, because, you know, if she's there with her, ha uh, her chin in your hand and doesn't know and then you go to put hands somewhere, mm -hmm. the likelihood is she's going to look up to mm -hmm. look around if she doesn't know the cue. So I usually say touching. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and what is a useful plus for that, and I haven't done it so much with you guys this morning though, um, I don't think, but what's a usual plus for that is it also tells the human where they're at with it yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I do think though, and this is only thoughts, mm. that it can actually get a bit ridiculous with you telling them every single thing. Yeah. Um, and so there is an element of once your chin is on my hand, um, it means that something is about to go ahead. Mm. It goes a bit back to what you were saying about the elastic band. Yeah, yeah. Where do you draw the line? Yeah. Um, and so... Is it kind of like a, you've given me permission? Yeah. Yeah, so putting that chin in the hand, that's my... You're, yeah, you're and giving me permission a bit ridiculous if, if for me it's to like, touch you. Okay, permission, permission, permission. Yeah. When they've already <clears throat> given you that permission by yeah. placing chin on your hand. Yeah. So other things that I have brought in before have been sharp scratch for the needle with Skylark. Yeah. So again, that helps with them know that something's coming yeah um and mainly just the touching thing but also again with permission like a start button sometimes i'll have them touch something yeah and that gives permission to mm. go ahead because mm. i always think if you're gonna do i think about it with me and someone said you know becky you're there and i've got my chin in your hand <laughs> and you're saying uh, and then <laughs> something someone's gonna touch me somewhere yeah. so within the hall for example with um spirit you know you wouldn't go behind because obviously she has um issues with behind but it's that kind of 
does it build build up this like okay so it's going to be done but where's it going to be done on my mm. body and stuff you do run the risk of that but you've mm. managed to avoid that but do you think you've managed to avoid that because you have taken it so slowly and have built in this chin target well also i've been practicing it without the chin target too yeah so i'm making sure that both behaviors that, that it's solid either way um so it's still in the very early stages mm. but i do want to make sure that she's happy with someone touching her shoulder or touching her back before i add the chin target mm. I see. Yeah, yeah. So you're not exactly. reliant yeah. on the chin target. So yeah, it's almost like <clears throat> the behaviours that you need, to, you want to do when you know you're doing the chin targeting. You would do that before the chin targeting yeah. anyway to make sure that. But then, That's how really do you important. work with when you did the in? Was it spirit that you did the butt injection with? Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't. No, no, no Skylark. Oh, Skylark. Skylark. Okay. Okay. That's fine. So um, Skylark doesn't have a chin target. Um, so how what did you say touching touching yeah and she had already given me that end because she would target so she does it differently she um again for safety with protective contact the whole point in protective contact is that animal and human should feel safe too Mm -hmm. Um, and which actually can I just say is really important to say because I think a lot of people think that it's for the human to feel safe don't they mm. so you you know you see sometimes protective contact you might put the horse in the stable but the horse might not be happy in the yeah. stable mm. but because you feel safe yeah. you're the other side mm. that's you kind of forget that yeah. I've seen yeah. it done yeah. I've seen Absolutely. it done and I know with my guys that it's really interesting isn't it because I would say they're all used to being in a stable <laughs> until they're not in a stable and you leave the stable door open and if you put them in the stable and close it they're all of a sudden not that happy with it you know it's a well i think with protective contact it's really important that the horse has the ability to react and respond to what it needs to but it's not always the case no and and your protective contact's lovely because they've got they've got quite a long yeah corridor um, to move around in spirit and skylark are always opposites in in everything in Mm. life they're like chalk and cheese And so Skylark, with the cones and the hazard tape, that's not enough for her to feel like it is protective contact. Okay, yeah. Um, So she has the gate. Mm. And so literally this big metal gate into our field, um, she will line up against that and um, give me whichever side, give me her hip, and then she's there ready for the Mm. vet to do what they need to do and usually it would be touching Mm. and then thump 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 because the vet likes to do the thumps on her gluteal Mm -hmm. her bum muscles and then would put the um needle in with the vaccination um your vet was so quick at doing that yeah when i watched the video i was like yeah she was yeah (laughs) i know she was good yeah it was Um, very slick so i did loads of practice with that um again i didn't feel prepared beforehand um and because skylark was so worried previously in previous vet Mm. visits and so um whereas i usually like them to have a bit of a break Mm. um like a day at least for that latent learning and for them to just Mm. let down and just chill Mm. and then have whatever procedure with skylark i think i did about five mini training sessions myself that day Mm. before the vet came so and it worked fine it worked well for her Mm. Um, how did you do that yourself oh okay so um it's about her knowing. Yeah, because with the vet, obviously you were at the, you were saying, yeah. you were at her head saying yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And then the vet was behind. So how did you prepare her for that when it was just you? Just having other people doing oh, it. Oh, so you would always have someone with you to do I the I did both. Thumping. I do both. So I did stuff with me too, which usually, if you think of 
a shaping plan, mm. usually I'm up several steps doing mm. it just with yeah. um, the pony without another person there. Yeah. So I would really get her prepared. And I got her prepared for different sensations. I did ultrasound um, yeah, okay, I see. on her bottom too. So yeah. again, that was something different. Um, so that she was ready for anything random to happen mm, in the yeah, area. fantastic. And then, just like with Spirit, had um, lo several people come and do things, um, which Skylark was brilliant with. Yeah. Um, but there was, there is some anxiety there still, and she'd be almost perfect for the training session but if someone then afterwards would try and um touch her mm. she would be quite anxious okay. and do a bite threat or something <clears throat> so when she's within the training session she could yeah. hold it together yeah. but outside of the training session yeah. she couldn't yeah and i wonder whether that's really interesting it's interesting it? to think about all the different things that we construct in a training session that mm. i guess she understands it's all this is safe yeah, and you're she very <coughs> you're very detailed, mm -hmm. and 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 you you're you're quite good with your clarity, it, isn't she? Maisie's quite mm -hmm. good yeah, with that. Like when we were working with spirits, you. so you're very yeah. detailed. So it's, there's no smudging, there's no fuzziness. You know, it was mm -hmm. very clear. And I wonder whether when it's not a training session, whether yeah, that that's so true. It's not clear and yeah. that's where she struggles because she doesn't know where she is yeah. again. She doesn't yeah. understand it. And also there's an element of both of my girls. Um, I've had them for quite a long time now and initially it was just them. Mm. And often it's just me doing stuff with mm. them. And so probably the way that I am is their main, mm. um, their main, they haven't generalised yeah, to, yeah, to other people. Other people's energies mm. and um, how haphazard mm. handling can be. Mm. So that's really, yeah, I have thought about that before. Mm. The training session also makes, makes it, under, she understands it, she gets mm. it, she knows what her role is. <clears throat> Yeah. regardless if it's a new behaviour or not mm. because she understands what the process mm. is yeah. <clears throat> and then when that changes it's more, it's more difficult for her to manage yeah oh, fascinating I, d I have no idea how long we've been chit-chatting away for but quite a while I think now so yeah fifth, gosh yes we're nearly up to an hour so um, <clears throat> we ought to bring it to a close but as ever I think we're going to be talking again to Maisie of course <laughs> about other things because Always we've kind of to. we've <clears throat> gone down lots of thought processes and and tangents but it's always really good and the ponies are all really chilled which is lovely and um, Friday will be fine it will be yeah. um you know really good to see the recording and um yeah and then put it up on your page as well and we will also use that to signpost people to your page to have a look at the Thank work you. that you're doing because it's all fantastic it is fantastic cool thanks Maisie Bye. thank you if you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself you can contact us via Facebook we are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships or you can check me out Becky on my website www.littlegreenstables.com we'd really like to make our podcast interactive so if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss then that would be great so send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels thanks bye bye Thank you.